Africa Agenda is a podcast that features conversations with people working at the intersection of open data, open government, and sustainable development in Africa. So we're talking to Nebila Abdelmalik uh, on Let's Talk Data, the Maputa, Maputa edition, uh, activist, uh, women's rights activist, poet, creative. Uh, you you worked at Femnet um, at, at some point in the in the, in the during the during the heydays of, mm. of, of advocacy on the Maputo Protocol. Yeah. Um, how how far along was it in terms of its journey mm. when 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 you got started? So when I joined Femnet in 2011, Maputo Protocol had been in adoption for six years. By the time I left, about four and a half years later, is we celebrated the 10-year milestone um, since its adoption. Um, I can say there was an assessment of how far we've gone and there are always gains to be recorded but there was also a lot of setbacks and a lot of pushback that was received so it was a mixed, I would say it was a a mixed story of both successes and challenges um, in pushing Maputo Protocol forward but the exciting thing about Maputo Protocol is there always seem to be um, some new ratifications every year, and sometimes two and three, two or three. So it it always, when we were at a low, there was always something to kind of bring us back and say, no, it's actually being adopted, it's being ratified, countries are beginning, beginning to recognize it um, and quote it in terms of even policy formulation. Um, but at the end of the day, it was an instrument, an African instrument, that we could take at global levels and advocate our issues. Because a lot of the times, especially when you're doing women's rights work, you're told, oh, this is a Western agenda. Uh, We don't eat rights. Um, You know, you want to quote global frameworks, and yet, you know, we we haven't advanced as a continent. And you can say, no, 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 actually we have. These are indigenous instruments that African women fought for, articulated, pushed for. Um, and subsequently, the interesting thing that I'm learning is that the Maputo Protocol then also became inspiration for subsequent instruments, such as the African Charter on Democracy, Elections and Governance, which interestingly has a number of gendered provisions, um, which I think we don't recognize. So not only is the Maputo Protocol one of the most progressive instruments on women's rights globally, but it has also become inspiration for other instruments on the continent and beyond. The uh, uh, progressive nature of the protocol has been not just as a women's rights instrument at the global, at the regional level, um, but also in terms of it spreading in, in Africa across issues, mm. uh, which I think is, is something that you, like you're quite right about. We don't appreciate, we don't yeah. recognize. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, I think there's a lot of potential for other spaces to learn about, uh, to learn from how the Maputo Protocol went from from Genesis to to where it is now. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a number of issues that um, were usually at the forefront at, at any one time. Is there which is there one that you you remember um, that had uh, heartwarming progress? You know mm-hmm. that that progressed in, in ways that uh, were, were very encouraging. Um, I think two things. One is on 
um, sexual and gender-based violence or violence against women and girls. And the second one, which also leads lends into the first one, is about child marriage, um, eliminating all forms of child marriage. And I think we've seen a lot of progress in that in that area, um, and also recognition of the issue at global levels as well as well as uh, continentally. A campaign was launched at the AU level. An ambassador was appointed, and we've seen a number of countries who are now passing laws that um, make the age 18, that ban child marriage. Um, And it's becoming harder, I think, uh, whereas before it was the opposite. Banning child marriage was difficult. Um, So we've seen progress. And the same thing with, I think, uh, violence against women and girls. We've seen a number of bills across the continent that have been uh, put in place um, around those issues and also a number of landmark court rulings um, that set precedent, I think, um, and and refuse to make it the norm, even though it's a rampant issue that cuts across class and geography and um, spills across borders, and it's still an issue that we need to make many steps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so when we get back in just a minute, um, I'd like us to talk a little bit about uh, the areas where you think we would uh, would benefit more from uh, from from more data, better data, statistics, information, uh, especially as we work towards um, getting more signatures. The last the last remaining lot of signatures, uh, so that we can have the protocol um, signed by everyone. Uh, so we'll be back. Mm-hmm. 